Trigger warning. This episode has talks of suicide and self-harm. So if you're not into that, maybe skip this one or skip ahead when we get to that part. There will be another trigger warning later on. But this is No Tracers. Step into the world of decay, abandonment, and chaos. The story of an urban explorer starts here. At the beginning. Welcome to the podcast you've been looking for all along. This is No Tracers. Here, we take only photos. We leave only footprints. And remember, leave no trace. What's up? Welcome back to No Tracers. My name is Kay, just the letter K, and I'm your host on this podcast. I am known as No Tracers on Instagram, no.tracers. You can also find my new YouTube channel, No Tracers Urbex. And uh, just a note, I just recorded episode 100 with Exploring with Josh. So super excited for that episode to come out. But this week on the podcast, I'm speaking with Urbex Badger. Super stoked to hear his story. He is a Swiss explorer. He's 17 years old. Super new to uh, documenting his urban exploration, but you can follow him on Instagram at urbex underscore badger. Before we get into the episode, just a couple housekeeping things. First of all, thank you for tuning in this week to No Tracers. If you want to come on the podcast, hit me up at no.tracers on Instagram, or you can find me at No Tracers on TikTok. All my social media are down below in a beacons.ai link. So if you guys are interested in following me on social media, you can do so there. I do have a new photography book out called How to Explore Abandoned Buildings. It was a mix of photos and tips for you guys for exploring abandoned places. I created this project with another explorer from Portugal named Cursed Sketchbook, Mr. Sketch. He illustrated on top of my photos and we created this book together. So if you guys want a copy of that, go to notracers.com slash shop. You can also find my blog on notracers.com. If you guys are interested in seeing more of my photos and hearing more of my stories. Last thing, I need to thank the partner on this podcast, Liquid Death Mountain Water. If you've never heard of Liquid Death, well, it actually comes from the Austrian Alps and it is canned water. They donate some of their proceeds to cleaning up the environment, especially the oceans. Uh, If you're tired of using single-use plastic bottles, try switching over to canned bottles, canned cans, (laughs) I guess I should say. Uh, Switch over to cans, canned water. Uh, They have three flavors. Uh, mango chainsaw, severed lime, and bury it alive. They also have a sparkling water and a still water. So if you guys are interested in that, if you are looking for an alternative to sodas and you're looking to get more hydrated and murder your thirst, check out liquiddeath.com and use promo code just the letter K for 10% off your order. All right, without further ado, Urbex Badger, welcome to No Tracers. Please introduce yourself and how long you've been exploring to the No Tracers audience. Well, um... Hey, I'm Urbex Badger, I'm 17 years old, and I've been exploring abandoned places in Switzerland and Germany for 10 years. So what got you into exploring in the first place? What made you catch this bug for abandoned stuff? It kind of was that I uh, used to play outside a lot as a kid. My parents often had a lot to do, like my mom. She has to study a lot because she's a doctor now, and uh, back then... She was still studying for it, so uh, I often went out to play. And I used to live in an area in Germany 
where there was a lot of industry, heavy industry, and I've been exploring abandoned uh, industry like metal industry and coal industry and everything. And that kind of got me into it. So take me into your first exploration of an abandoned place ever. Like, where did you go? What did you see? And what was that experience like for you? Well, since we don't know, like, uh, say, locations, I think, I'd just say it was a metal plant in um, northern Germany. And it was, I don't have much memory of it, actually. I was just seven years old. I just um, wandered in there, looked around. Back then, there wasn't any security. Now there is, but back then, there wasn't any. So I just wandered around, climbed a bit. I was basically just being a child, playing around, pretending like I'm a factory worker, just stuff a child does. When did photography come into play? Like, when did you first pick up a camera and start documenting this stuff? Very late, very late. It was in uh, October of 2018. Damn. Okay, so you're pretty pretty new to the photography game. Um, when did you, like, find the Urbex community on online and on Instagram? Also 2018. Okay. I was the lone wolf for many years. I was just a kid. So have you gone back and like documented the places you used to explore again to like put them online? A little, yes. Just a bit because most of them have been demolished by that time. But of course, it was uh, not much actually. So let's talk about gear a little bit. Like what kind of camera do you have? What kind of bag do you bring? Shoes, lights, anything like that to uh, kind of help people that are just getting into the hobby. Uh, what, what would you recommend them to pick up? Like what do you use personally? Well, what I use personally isn't what I would recommend because I'm always on a tight budget because I was uh, kicked out from home recently. And I just, uh, yeah, I'm financially not very good. But that's where skill comes into play. Mm. It's something I tell everybody that starts off. It doesn't matter what type of camera you have. You can do great things with it. It's so true, That's man. what I mean. Yeah, I My know, camera is about 300 bucks. It's an EOS 4000D. It's, um, it's not good. I wouldn't say it's good. I mean, I'm, I'm, I work as a photographer. We have uh, cameras in the studio. They are worth 10 times what my camera is worth. And they are so much more relaxing to use. And yeah. But if you learn what you're doing and have a certain skill, then you're able to turn what comes out of that bad camera into something similar to what comes out of that good camera. Yeah. I mean, it's so true. It I just tell people takes a little know-how. Yeah, exactly. And the more you use those, you know, not so great cameras, the better you'll get over time. And once you finally pick up like a nicer camera or more expensive camera, you'll be set to use it and you'll, your stuff will just improve exponentially. So it's, it's cool that you rely on skill more than, you know, anything and, and your creativity. Um, do you have any urban exploration injury stories? Injury stories? Oh, well, I have, I have quite a few ones. So, but the most notable one is when I explored an abandoned mine shaft in the Alps, in my home country, Switzerland. Um, there was, a, or still is, an abandoned mine shaft up there. It's very large. It's, uh, I don't know how many kilometers, but it's, it's huge. And it took us about half a day to explore a little part of it. And when we were about to call it a day and go out, the um, ceiling came down. 
right wow. behind us the ceiling came down and we jumped we all just jumped in front and just uh, tried to get out of there and i jumped so hard i was so frightened that i jumped and actually like overused my leg so both of my legs hurt like hell I stretched something in my legs and it was awful. I had like that big stone lying behind me and I was I was terrified because I knew if I wouldn't have jumped in that situation, I would be lying under that stone. Wow. But my legs were fucked up for that day. It was just like when you overuse a part of your legs. I don't know how to how to call it. In German, we have a word for it, but I don't know if there's one in English and yeah, it was it hurt like hell. So I was with two different friends. And they knew what was going on, and I just crawled back into the um, into the village. But the village was about an hour of walking away, oh. so I had to crawl back on my knees from that place back into the village. Oh my god, dude, that's crazy. down the mountain. Oh my god, that sounds awful. Fuck. You know what's even worse? Tell me. I lost all the photos. No. <laughs> I accidentally deleted them afterwards. No, dude. <laughs> fuck. So it wasn't even. And like now worth this it. year, oh. this year I'm planning to go back. This happened like two years ago or three years ago. I'm not sure. Oh. But this year I'm planning to go back. I'm not scared of that place anymore, and I'm planning to go there with Shy. So. Oh wow. Yes. No way. Okay, so you know Shy. Well, yes, I have connections. Amazing. So. If you if you talk to Shy, tell him that I need him to come on this show. I hit him up and he was like, I don't really do interviews. But like just to be able wait, to wait, wait, talk wait. to the guy like, damn, just to hear his stories would be crazy. But I get I get why he doesn't do it, you know, but that's dope. The weird thing about Shy is he never talked to me personally. He always sent people to talk to me. <laughs> Did he ever talk to you? Uh, just through Instagram. I DM'd him and I was like, yo, I'd love to have you on the podcast. And he was like, yeah, I don't do interviews. And I was like, fuck, come on, man. Like, you, you're like one yeah, of That's the... interesting. It's crazy. I mean, that he actually responded to you is interesting, but he always sent people to me to talk to fascinating. them. Fascinating. That's, that's fascinating. Like, I had uh, Checkmate and Urban Odyssey. Uh -huh. They hit me up on Discord and we went on a Discord call to plan our journey through Switzerland. But uh, then the war in Ukraine yeah. came and... All our plans just like went into into the back, and we just forgot about oh. it. But we're we're thinking about like relapsing them, so wow. it's not a big deal. Yeah, it will happen eventually. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Have you ever done like stuff in Ukraine? Like, have you been to like Chernobyl or anything like that? I don't want to go to Pripyat okay. because it's it's too mainstream for, for sure. me. I'm, it's something very um, special about me. I don't hit the mainstream places. I love that. I was thinking about going to larger factories that are still partly active. I, I also explore active places oh, in industry. Cool. So I was thinking about going to some large scale industry in the in Ukraine, but apparently that's not possible anymore. Right. Yeah, it's it's pretty like screwed at this point, unfortunately. But uh, it's cool, you know, talking to somebody that lives over in your area and that does, you know, Germany and, and Europe and, and places over there. I just got back from a, a European tour with my band and uh, I got to explore the town of Duel, which was really cool. Um, loved that. And that was the only like exploring I got to do. And it's not really like it's abandoned, but it's a tourist spot. So it's not really abandoned, you know. That's the kind of spots that I don't like. Yeah. The spots that I like are visited by me <laughs> and like five other people. That's usually what I explore right. or only me. It's when I find a spot, I tell nobody about it. 
I love that. And just post pictures out of nowhere. That's what I do. Oh, I love that so much, you know, and, and that's like a huge part of being an urban explorer is, you know, keeping your spot secret. And I feel like a lot of people are just so fast to be like tagging the location or, you know, doing that kind of thing. And uh, can you talk about the mentality of an urban explorer? Like, why do you continue to do this? What 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 do you get out of exploring abandoned or active things? Like what what's your your driver? Well, I think everybody has their own driver in this case. But my driver is uh, trauma and uh, childhood memories and just fun, I guess. Just having fun. Yeah. It's, I don't want to spend my time at home playing horror games like I used to as a kid. So I just decided to take those horror games to a next level and turn my life into a horror game. <laughs> so speaking <laughs> of horror games and turning your life into that, what is your scariest exploration you've ever been on? Well, I don't know if it's suitable to talk about that here because it is uh, collect. It's just connected to a lot of gore, and it's not quite the stuff that you would want to hear when you're like digesting your food or something like that. So, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you want to hear it I, on the podcast. I definitely want to hear it on the podcast. Anybody that doesn't want to hear gory stuff, just skip ahead. But for me, I personally am uh, very intrigued right now. Okay. Okay. I'm pretty sure that after I tell this, you will all think that I'm completely nuts and that... I don't know. How many listeners does this podcast have? <laughs> so we just hit like 20,000 downloads. So we're, you know, moderate. Okay. Well, there was an abandoned um, villa, it's like a mansion, in the woods here in Switzerland. In pretty much the most boring region of all Switzerland. So it is, yeah, it's fairly unknown, was fairly unknown. It turned into a hype afterwards, but I've been in there alone and the place is completely dark. You see nothing at all. Nothing. And... I've just decided, like I always do, to go into these places alone. I know I'm stupid. Never do that. Never explore alone. I am stupid for doing it. I'm stupid for still doing it. But yes, that's what I do. So I went in there, ventured around, and eventually I started hearing voices in the distance. I have voices on camera. I'm telling you, I'm not crazy. I have it on camera. But not everything. Because these voices eventually started out as just noises like people eating people talking at a dinner table but you couldn't make out what they're saying but it turned into people saying stuff to me directly like um the worst thing was that they told me to kill myself they oh. told me to take one of those glass shards off the floor and cut up open my throat which i eventually eventually almost did wow but that's pretty much the worst experience I ever had. What not really worst, I would say it was rather interesting because I was having a battle with myself at that point. Mm. Fuck. So do you think that they like like were attacking you, you know, essentially like they were uh, you know, trying to convince you to do this in in like a malicious way, obviously. I mean, I'm particularly a fan of psychology. I read a lot about psychology and I don't think that it was them 
I think it was me. Mm. I'm convinced that it was me and not any supernatural stuff. Wow. Fascinating that it happened to you in this kind of place, though, you know? I mean, like, talk about, like, uh, the energy in these places. I talk about that all the time. I feel like there is, like, a certain kind of energy inside these abandoned places that is really kind of un misunderstood unless you do urban exploring. And I call it the darkness because it, it's like a tangible feeling of of darkness. You know, if you could personify it, that's what it is. You know, it's it, it can drive people to do yeah. crazy things. And I, exactly. I think that it, it might have, you know, affected you in that way, that energy, whether whether it was you yourself or something supernatural, whatever it may be, the fact that it happened in one of these places is definitely fascinating. And, you know, I, I appreciate you sharing that story. I know that that's something that, like you said, might make people think that you're crazy or whatever, but I, I think that it's fascinating and ties into the kind of thing that we do. So again, thank you for, for sharing that. Um, can you talk about your, I'm just, Oh, go ahead. I'm, I'm just, I just want to add one, yeah. one thing more to that because it's, um, I never, told that to anyone or anything except to some good friends and now this entire podcast. Well, hey, thank you for, you know, laying that out and being open about it. I think that it's uh, very important. And I'm sure you're not the only person that's experienced something like that in one of these places. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's just something that I, I'm pretty convinced of that it was only me. Sure. Absolutely. But the fact that you have but captured I, whatever, voices. If people hear this that know me, then just... If you have questions, contact me and don't just think that I'm crazy because I know I am. For sure. And I'm sure people will reach out to you. And I hope that they do if they've experienced something similar. You know, I, I really hope that, you know, there's more people out there. Well, I hope I don't hope that. But if there are, I hope they do reach out to you um, and talk to you about it. I think it's fascinating. And uh, can you talk about your most dangerous exploration? I know you, you mentioned the one about where you almost hmm. got crushed by a ceiling and hurt yourself, but as far as like danger goes, like, is there any other stuff that you want to share? I mean, I recall telling two stories where I almost died. So I'm not sure if that's, I think that was my two most dangerous locations. Sure. Absolutely. I mean, not dangerous locations, but it was the two most dangerous things that happened to me, but I've explored some locations that were quite, uh, dangerous just by like collapsing so i don't know if that's worth mentioning i can just say that i've walked around some houses that were really unstable definitely but i think every one of us does that yeah definitely i've heard some crazy stuff on this show about you know people falling through floors and you know people getting impaled on spike fences just so many crazy things on this show and oh yeah it's been uh quite fascinating to hear everyone's stories um do you have a favorite exploration overall? Like if you could pick one of them, do you have a, a overall favorite? I think it was uh, two years ago when I started exploring untouched places. I used to explore everything, but now I only explore those places that have natural decay. Mm. I've just um, like specified my field on natural decay. I don't want any vandalism in front of my camera anymore. Yeah. Just because I personally view myself as a photographer of decay. Decay of urban environments and homes. So that's what I'm doing. And when I started that, I really like started to feel the vibe of those places and how dear they are, what kind of memories they have, and that you can still read about them, that you can see the photos of the people that used to live there. That's where it really started off two years ago. Yeah. 
And I think that that's so special. You know, the natural decay is, is something hard to find now, you know, like, uh, the, no, it's not. well, it, it, I think it is, uh, depend because everything's like covered in graffiti. I, I'm talking like clean, untouched, natural decay, like no graffiti, no tagging. That's not hard to find. I wouldn't say it is. Yeah. Okay. Well, I need to add, it depends on where you exactly. live because <laughs> here in Switzerland, urbex isn't very popular. Right. So we have untouched places hiding in every valley, every corner of this entire fucking world. So <laughs> I guess that is easy, but you need to like think about it because mm. the way most people find abandoned places doesn't align with how align with how you find abandoned places in Switzerland. Because most people, most people that I know in, in France and Germany, just search up abandoned palace and then some kind of name that a photographer gave to it that was there before mm -hmm. like chateau disney chateau lumiere all those they just search it up and then search up the location yeah according to the pictures but here in switzerland that's usually not possible because the places are uncharted they don't have a name and usually don't even have pictures from inside that exist right. So that's a totally different level of searching here. Yeah, I feel like you're probably doing more uh, on foot, you know, like actual exploring, like actual discovering, yes. that kind of thing. And you're right here, especially like in, in America, I feel like a lot of people just ask people on Instagram, like, where is this spot at? You know, and it's it's a different kind of exploring. It's not, uh, I, I don't want to say it's not authentic, but it's just not real you know it's not a foots on the ground or feet on the ground exploring like like finding things on a map on your own it's very rare to find people that actually still do it that way so it's cool that you do it that way and i love that you don't just blast the locations all over the place i think that that's very special and you know like i can com i, I commend never. you on that i think it's awesome i would never blast the location that that doesn't align with my concept yeah I love that. I think it's it's amazing, you know, and and I I appreciate and respect the fact that you do that. You know, I think it's awesome. Um, what do you do when you're not exploring abandoned places? You mentioned that you're a photographer by trade. Yes, I, I work as a photographer, like from nine to five, mm -hmm. and I'm basically like actually what you might call a professional photographer. Amazing, and uh, I'm just seventeen years old, but yeah. That's what I am. I love that. And uh, do you have anything that you like to photograph specifically, like uh, other than like what we're talking about here? Like, do you have other stuff you like to photograph? Nothing specific. I'm kind of like a general photographer. I do everything that I see. Awesome. So you're like... If I see something interesting, I'll just take a photo. Yeah, you're like me. I, uh, I am a videographer and photographer by trade. Uh, so that's what I do full time. Oh, nice. I freelance and I do... I tell people... That people always ask me like, oh, what do you take photos of? I'm like, anything people will pay me for. <laughs> pretty much it. Exactly. That's pretty much it. I don't only like take paid photos, but yeah. I just generally take photos of whatever I see sure. and I want to photograph. Absolutely. If you could live in one place you've explored for an entire week... Which place would it be? Goodness, that <laughs> de that depends on so many different factors. That's an interesting question. Um, I don't know how to tell you the place because I don't know if people know it. Sure. I, I'm convinced that nobody does that listens to this podcast because only like five people know that place. Wow. So I'm not sure if like... Okay, except Bros of Decay. I've been um, I, I've been teaming up with uh, Bros of Decay. I don't know if you know him. Mm 
He's a YouTuber from France. Okay. No, wait. From Belgium? France? Okay, oh my god, I'm mixing up YouTubers here. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I've been teaming up with him, and uh, he's, he's explored it and released a video of it recently. Oh, wow. It's a completely unknown place, and it's uh, something I've never done before. Just like um, actually exploring with a YouTuber together and putting those places online as videos. It's something completely new. So if you go to Bros of Decay and search up that little Swiss uh, house, just like uh, farmer's house, that's what I mean. Awesome. That's where I would live for a week. Cool. Yeah, I'll definitely be checking that out. And uh, the people that listen to this will also check it out. I'll put a link down below so they can go take a look at it and see what it's all about. And I'm super interested about uh, seeing that spot. Um, what is the farthest you've traveled to go exploring? I don't travel far. Okay. I mean, 95% of the time I'm in my own country mm -hmm. because I just uh, focus on this country to take to get the best out of it. But for industry, my actual love is for industrial places, actually. Yeah. Like, I have a bit of a ranking. I prefer industrial places over most. But of course, I like villas, mansions, and palaces and stuff like that. But industry is just where I'm, I feel at home. Yeah. So I travel for industry. I travel to Belgium. I travel to Luxembourg. I travel to Germany. Everywhere. Amazing. I love that. You know, I, I'd, if I have the money. Yeah, yeah, sure. Absolutely. And, you know, I'd love to do some more stuff over in your neck of the woods. I, I haven't really been over there. I'm going to uh, Switzerland in October at the end of October for a job. But, uh, you know, hopefully uh, I can get get some exploring in while I'm there. But um, what do you hope for the future of urban exploration? Making more friends. <laughs> Amazing. That's actually like. The social aspects of the hobby are often underrated. Yeah. People don't really realize how many friends you make, how many enemies that you can make. Yeah, sure. But um, that's what I hope for. I mean, I was about to just tell you, if you go to Switzerland, just hit me up and we can go on tour together. I would love that's that. Anytime. Amazing. Anytime somebody comes here, uh, say that they, they can text me and we can go on tour together. That would be Always. sweet. I love that. And I love how... Uh, apt you are to go exploring with other people i think that's that's awesome and uh for you i have uh, one more question what is something you know now that you wish you knew when you started exploring that not everybody is your friend mm. in the urban exploration scene mm. that not everybody aligns with the rules of urban exploration that some people sell places for money yeah and i i think uh i don't think everybody knows that you know, I think that's something that that people don't know or realize that is a thing. But people absolutely, you know, any any opportunity to make money, really, yeah, people absolutely sell spots. It's crazy. Yes, people abuse spots and urbex in general for money, mm -hmm. and that's something I wish I knew back then, because back then when people texted me and asked me for locations, I, I happily gave them away because I thought that they're explorers like me. Yeah. But afterwards, I learned that they often go there to steal yep. or just give away those locations to other people that steal. Oof. Yeah, it can be uh, uh, pros and cons. You know, there's pros and cons to everything, but that's definitely something that I, I hate about the, the community, if you will, is that there are some people out there that are, you know, in it for the wrong reasons, if you will. Um, 
did you have any other stories you wanted to share on the show? Well, that I would just say that I would prefer if most people just rather go search for themselves a bit more. Mm. Go explore uncharted places, unknown places. Yeah. Places nobody has ever seen before. Then because in my opinion, that's what exploring is actually. Exploring means discovering the unknown. Yeah. In my opinion. Absolutely. That's something I would deeply appreciate if more people would continue exploring unknown places. Absolutely. If people want to keep following your journey, where can they find you online? Drop your social media. Well, on Instagram, urbex underline badger. And fun fact that actually my last name, <laughs> my last name is Badger. And um, on Discord, of course, but I'm not going to drop my Discord. Sure. You're going to DM me for that. <laughs> and on YouTube, I don't make videos anymore, but I still have like two or three videos online from the past, but I don't really like them. So Arbex Badger on YouTube, but don't judge me. The videos are terrible. All right, that was my episode with Urbex Badger. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of No Tracers, the podcast. If you enjoyed it, please leave a rating and feedback. It helps the podcast grow. It helps us find more listeners just like you. If you want to come on the show, hit me up at no.tracers on Instagram. If you have a story you want to share but you don't want to come on the show, you can email it to me at contact at notracers.com. I'm going to start doing listener tales, so if you guys want your story told but you don't want to come on the show, that's a way to get involved with the show. Otherwise, I'll talk to you next week with another one. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you guys. Stay strong. Keep enduring. Go out. Go explore something. And remember, leave no trace. Trace.